Welcome to Diamond Healing Radio with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos, a powerful and extraordinary healer, best-selling author, and international scientist. Stay tuned to learn how to be vibrant and healthy at any age. Diamond Healing Radio is hosted on the Amazing Women of Power Network, the world's leading positive programming channel. Take a slow, deep breath, then let it out slowly to become more relaxed and open to learn the latest on scientific healing from Anastasia and her guests. Be ready to feel and look better than you ever have before. Hello, everyone. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis with another episode of Diamond Healing Radio. Today, I have a really incredible guest, Dr. Eric Pearl, and he has an incredible healing technique that I'd like to introduce to you. He discovered this when he was running a successful chiropractic practice in Los Angeles when a series of unusual occurrences led him to realize that his gift lay far beyond the realm of spinal adjustment. One patient after another reported healings from cancers, epilepsy, cerebral palsy, and other severe health conditions simply when Eric held his hands near them. Overnight, Eric had found the ability to connect with energy and work with it to heal people. Today, this is known worldwide as reconnective healing. Now recognized and supported by science, reconnective healing facilitates healings for people that are often instantaneous and can last a lifetime. Feeling compelled to teach others, Eric's work has taken him to over 100 countries, and he's in one of those now and has affected millions of people Eric's hope is that one day everyone will learn to access this natural ability and will use it to heal themselves and others. He's been featured in top media, such as The Oz Show, The New York Times, and CNN. And his internationally best-selling book, The Reconnection, Heals Other, Heal Yourself, is now in 39 languages. So without further ado, I'd like for him to talk to you about what he does. So how is reconnective healing different than other energy modalities welcome to the show hey well thank you for having me it's a pleasure to be here awesome and yes i am in one of those other countries i'm in zagreb croatia right now and next week i will be teaching in london in um, london we're going to give a presentation starting friday night the 16th of october but um, how is reconnective healing different than, well, really the question is, is how is reconnective healing different than healing techniques? Because reconnective healing is not an energy healing technique. The world, I believe, has more than sufficient energy healing techniques, does not need a new one. And I believe it's time for us to start to recognize that not only are we more than our techniques, yet we are more than technique itself. And our techniques have been wonderful gifts for us, wonderful gifts. Just like opening up a Christmas present, uh, present one morning and discovering that you received a bicycle and you received a set of training wheels. And you use the training wheels to learn how to master that bicycle and get your sense of balance. But once you've mastered the bicycle with training wheels, Hopefully, your parents know enough not to add a second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth set of training wheels on the bicycle. Because those training wheels help you get your balance, but the true gift of the training wheels 
comes only once we remove the training wheels. We can master our energy healing techniques one after the next, after the next, training wheel after training wheel after training wheel. And if we master a bicycle with 12 sets of training wheels, it's wonderful, but we'll only master the bicycle itself once the training wheels come off. And our energy healing techniques like training wheels help us discover our sense of balance in the healing world. But once we've discovered our sense of balance, we have to decide whether we are here to master energy healing techniques or whether we're here to master healing itself. So reconnective healing is technique free. As a matter of fact, the only way you can access it to its fullest is to let go of techniques. So that becomes something that's very, very, very different. And it was something I don't know that I even began to comprehend until the scientists came researching reconnective healing because the results were so different than they were able to find through the techniques they've studied. What had happened was, I really, well, the way this presented itself to me was that I was awakened one night in the middle of the night. I've been practicing as a doctor of chiropractic for 12 years. One night, this light wakes me up. I open my eyes to see what it was, and it's nothing seemingly physical or metaphysical, I should say, or spiritual. It's just the lamp next to my bed had turned itself on. My bedroom door was open, which was closed before I went to sleep. It felt as if someone was in my house. I actually got up and went hunting and couldn't find anyone. I went back to sleep, and when I went into my office that Monday, seven of my patients started reporting unusual experiences, feeling multiple sets or pairs of hands resting on them, seeing colors they'd never seen, smelling flowers they'd never smelled as I held my hands near them and moved my hands in areas near their bodies. Their bodies would go into involuntary movements. When I finished, they got up. Many of them were walking, who would come in in wheelchairs. They were hearing again, they were seeing again. I started getting phone calls from parents of my younger patients and their doctors saying that children with epilepsy and cerebral palsy were suddenly able to walk and run and play, speak normally, not have seizures any longer, not need their medications. Other patients are coming in with reports from their doctors showing where tumors had vanished, all sorts of unexpected things, not happening with 100% of the people 100% of the time, just like medicine doesn't bring about 100% the same results with 100% of the people 100% of the time, but it was bringing about these results with a significant amount of people a significant amount of the time. Okay, so so I'm not quite clear. So you had seven patients appear, so this all kind of happened all at once, or was it uh, an accrual over a period of time and they were all reporting it sort of all at once? It showed up one day. It was like I went home on a Thursday night from my office thinking I was a doctor. I came in on a Monday and I was something else. My parents had always told me I was something else, but this is probably not what they had in mind. (laughs) Exactly. You know, know, I mean, I, I worked as a chiropractor for 12 years, and then suddenly one day these healings started happening. On the first day, these responses were with seven different patients. And then it continued day after day. I mean, right now, the way things have changed so much, you know, people started asking me to teach this. I said, 
teach this. I mean, I, I just woke up into it. I don't know what it is. My, I'm waving my hands in the air, looking like an idiot. I said, go outside, wave your hands in the air. Tell me what your neighbors say about you. But people kept asking me to teach this. And they were telling me when they left my office, they drove home, they got to their house, their garage door would open and close by itself, their television lamp would turn itself off and on and off and on. They felt sensations in their hands, they would hold their hands by people in their family. And those people started having healings. And now I've trained in, in seminars. We get full training programs now, about 20 of them every year around the world. I've trained close to 100 thousand people in how to do something that we still don't fully understand speaking in hospitals, universities the United Nations but mostly speaking to lay people about what the researchers say is something beyond the energy that we're able to access through Reiki and Qigong and Jinshin and Jorei and all the energy techniques old and new that we've known of because it expands outside of the focus of technique into a spectrum that brings us beyond the energy of height with depth and time into aspects of light and information they haven't witnessed here before, which is why these healings tend to be so fairly instantaneous and they tend to be lifelong because they happen not even instantaneously, but outside of even an instant of time. So they're not affected by time, and they don't degenerate over time, for the most part. I mean, everything has its exceptions, but for the most part, that's why they came to study it. Interesting. Yeah, it sounds almost like the way I imagine the other side is um, like a Fourier transform, where you go from, you know, the time dimension into the frequency domain, and all there is over there is information and frequency. There's no time, no space, not like here. So right. that that we sounds very much out of time and space. Exactly, that's what exactly it sounds like. So, if you were to define it, uh, I see that you have me um, asking you what is reconnective healing. Uh, it sounds like it's all of the techniques actually have uh, a little bit of it, and and you're you've got the whole the whole picture. And now a brief word from our sponsors. Have you ever wondered if you could amplify, improve, and strengthen your intuition and healing gifts? Or what it would be like to wake up energized with a clear mind every morning in your 60s, 70s, and beyond? I'm looking for 20 people to enroll in my new eight-week teleseminar called Energize Me. You receive healings, interactive exercise, and information on the Diamond Healing Method, a new special technique where I apply vibrational physics to the practice of energy healing so that you will have improved energy, a clear mind, and amplified intuitive and healing skills. This developed because I transitioned from being a scientist for 40 years to thoroughly study the field of healing after having lived through chronic illness. I healed myself from this and will show you exactly how you can too. This is the first time I am offering this information as a course. Those who join in this initial offering will receive a 50% discount. If you or someone you know is interested, please call me at 310-692-4036 or go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me. That's with no punctuation, energize me. And now we return to our regular programming. 
you could look at it that way very easily, that everything we've been able to have in a technique has allowed us to focus in on a subset of energy. Exactly. And what we're learning, right, and what we're able to access when we let go of our techniques, the researchers explain there are two things. A, what everyone has been able to access if they were only willing to let go of their techniques Mm -hmm. was the entirety of the energy that was here. But B, the gift of what comes through the reconnective healing spectrum that science calls it today, the reconnective healing frequencies, what comes through is that once we let go of technique, you see, we can only access this once we let go of technique. We can't go back and forth every other hour. Once we let go of technique, do we not only access the entirety of the energy, but then we move beyond that into timeless levels of light and information they've not seen here before. They may explain it this way. They said the easiest way to attempt to understand this is to visualize this huge, vast, endless, endless multidimensional universe. And, well, picture a giant bubble or a balloon floating around it. Mm-hmm. That bubble or balloon represents our existence. So the part of the outside of the bubble or the balloon, the part you could feel if you were holding it, except it's obviously much larger, is comprised of our four dimensions of height, width, depth, and time. And everything inside of that balloon has been energy. Mm -hmm. Now, with our techniques, we focus in on subsets of that. Letting go of the techniques, we get a hold of everything inside of the balloon. Mm -hmm. That's been the old part of the gift. What's new is that time is moving faster which translates into understand that time is moving faster in all directions at once, so time is expanding, which translates into as our balloon of time expands, it gets thinner, more sheer, more permeable. We're able to interact with what's been outside of time, with the timeless, because our balloon begins to disappear. And as our balloon of time begins to disappear, we ultimately discover that all along time has merely been an illusion in which we've chosen to exist. And we are now being offered the option, the choice, to choose to exist as timeless beings. This is quantum physics, as you well know, today teaching us this. Yes, exactly. And uh, it's not only quantum physics, it's Einstein that first recognized that time was actually malleable. In other words, it, it was never fixed. It was based on the irrelative speed to something and um yes yes and he also recognized that matter was energy and einstein has been telling us that we were four-dimensional height with depth and the fourth dimension being time since the 1950s but standard science has only chosen to accept that 50 years later in the year 2000 so most adults walking around today we're not even taught in school that we're four-dimensional, and the concept of four-dimensional sounds a little woo-woo, a little out there to them, because they don't know what science <laughs> Yeah, and I learned it practically in grade school. I was taking physics back way back when. <laughs> I know, and the funny thing is that we limit our own progress, our own understanding with concepts such as if science hasn't proven something, it can exist. Yes. And we forget. We simply forget that everything 
has to exist before science proves it or even discovers it, or science would have nothing to discover or prove. So we confuse absence of proof with proof of absence. And we, you know, we fold our arms, so it can't be real because science hasn't discovered it yet. <laughs> I so heard that. You hear what you're saying? <laughs> So declare yourself a scientist. <laughs> right. <laughs> and Lord knows if you've met a lot of the researchers, you'd, you'd, you'd really question some of the results in science also, because, you know, it's not. I have. You know, a lot of people can call themselves scientists. Well, That's we all true. are. We are from the day of we're course. born. <laughs> yeah, and I've met of a lot course. of those. I've met a lot of those, and I have doubted a lot of their results. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So I spent my I spent a great career in research. So I, you know, long career in research. So I understand exactly what you're speaking of. Is that you know, even though it's in a scientific report, the thing is that um, you're you can take. It's like it's like strokes on a canvas. If you're an artist, you put two or three strokes there. That's all science knows about the universe. And so then you have to create a picture of what that is. And the picture changes every year as a new piece, a new stroke goes on the canvas and a new picture starts to form. So it, it's all malleable. Science is not fact. They used to think the world was flat and they used to think that the earth was the center of the universe. That was that was the state of science four or five hundred years ago. <laughs> Right, and then they lost poor Galileo away for having the audacity to suggest the Earth might revolve around the sun instead of the other way around. Well, actually... And science and, <laughs> right, and, science and religion seem to walk in opposite directions because the Earth appeared to be, as you said, flat. Exactly. So they were busy trying to walk away from each other, science and religion, busy trying to walk on this flat Earth away from each other, they found that the Earth was round and they continued walking away and away and suddenly they find that they're coming back to meeting each other at the other part of the circle with support for what both have been saying each has been saying all the way along we find that science has moved from separate and distinct to relativity to quantum to consciousness to truth and religion has returned to the roots of its love and spirituality which inspired it in the first place and they are carrying gifts of support for one another unintentionally and inadvertently Yes, isn't that beautiful? I love that. So, speaking of time, uh, so we've already mentioned how it affects the healing process, is that there is no time. And um, so one of the questions is, what is allowing us to experience timelessness today? And now a brief word from our sponsors. This is Dr. Anastasia Chopolis, the scientific healer and author of The Diamond Healing Method, Get Healthy No Matter What Your Doctor Says. Did you know that two-thirds of the Americans are suffering from adrenal fatigue and about half of those from adrenal failure? What that means is that sleep is difficult and that even if you get sleep, you're tired when you wake up and you will tend to gain fat around your middle. When your adrenals are firing, you are in the sympathetic nervous system, which means your body is in teardown mode instead of being in repair mode. The longer you're in this stressed out state, the worse your health gets, never mind your state of mind. One of the easiest ways to calm your adrenals down so you can move back into the parasympathetic nervous system or healing state 
is to meditate even for just a few minutes. I have a gift for everyone listening, a quick calming meditation that helps you get calm in 10 minutes or less. Stephanie told me that after she listened to it three times, she fired her psychiatrist. She got so calm. She then burned it to a CD and wore it out, so she had to burn a new one. Reports have come back from many people that they can sleep better, and some even say their energy is better when they listen to it in the morning. You can get your own copy at diamondmethod.com. Add your name and best email address so I'll know where to send it. That's diamondmethod.com. And now we're returned to our regular programming. Well, part of what's allowing ourselves to experience it is our willingness, truly, to acknowledge the potential, even if we can't acknowledge the fact that we are timeless, that it exists. To be willing to explore the possibility that timelessness is our true existence. And some of the ways that we allow people to discover this is how they begin to discover reconnective healing is through allowing yourself to feel these feelings, listening and in training with and vibrating with the, the intelligence of call it God, call it love, call it the universe. And so, for example, Well, we teach our seminars, usually on a Friday night. We'll give a three-hour presentation. We'll talk about the history of the work, the theory, the philosophy, the science. We'll um, bring up volunteers from the audience, maybe with um, physical limitations that they've had for years and years, medically validated and confirmed with research and and their their medical programs and their x-rays and their MRIs. Maybe they're unable to raise an arm past parallel level to the ground. We'll give a demonstration of the healing so you can see them return back to a full state of range of motion right in front of your very eyes. As a matter of fact, the University of Arizona has uh, just recently published a study showing that only minutes, only minutes of reconnective healing is more than twice as effective as physical therapy in restoring range of motion to the limbs of the body. Then we'll give everyone an opportunity there on that Friday night for you to feel this in your hands and we'll begin, even then, to teach you how to work with it. For those of you who continue that Saturday and Sunday through the level one of the training program, we'll demonstrate levels of this work from the stage and then we'll all go to massage tables. We'll have one of you lie down on a massage table, one of you stand at the head of the massage table. The teaching assistants and I will go around the room, we'll take your hands, we'll show you how to find these frequencies, how to feel them, how to play with them, how to work with them. And right in front of your very eyes, you will witness the person on your table go into involuntary movements with their fingers, their feet, their arms, their legs, their eyes, their facial muscles. We'll show you how to enhance that so it becomes stronger, the movements become larger, the experience deeper, then you'll trade places with them so you can experience as, as it as they learn to work with you. We'll go back to the chairs, of course, question and answer, more science, more discussion and philosophy, demonstrate new levels of the work, go back and learn more at the massage tables. And that Saturday and Sunday of the training program is level one, which teaches you how to do this on a personal level, self-healing and beginning to help those in your immediate circle of friends and family 
for those of you who want to learn reconnective healing at a professional level, at the highest level, what we call foundational practitioners, we continue with level two on that Monday and Tuesday, where we bring in volunteers from outside of the seminar who don't know what to experience, and you begin to do your own professional sessions right there on people you don't even know, who don't even know what to anticipate. Under our guidance and supervision, we teach you how to do this via distance. We teach you that everything is touching and nothing is touching. We teach you how to work holographically. And we'll teach you the basics of how to set up and start and build and develop your own reconnective healing practice, should you so choose. And by the end of that Tuesday, the level two professional level of the training program, which doesn't mean you have to practice as a professional, but you have the ability and that's nice to have the skill. I can pretty much promise you two things, which are A, you will be able to do anything and everything in the way of healing in this field and beyond that I can do. And B, you will be able to do anything and everything in the healing realm that any practitioner of what's considered energy healing and beyond at this point is anywhere on this planet can do, whether they were raised by monks in a cave in the mountaintop of Tibet, whether they mastered 333 different energy healing techniques, whether they were born into a lineage of healers, or whether they just stumbled upon it themselves, because we all have the ability, once we release our techniques, to access the fullness of this field that is unsurpassable because there's no benefit in surpassing others. It's about living our fullness of who we are. Yes, I, I completely agree with that. And I have actually had those experiences that you describe where, I, you know, a tumor disappeared like almost immediately. And I just felt the energy rush through me and into, into the other person. And um, and she was actually quite moved. She began to cry while I was working on her. And um, she was due for surgery the next day. And the surgeons couldn't find the tumor. So, uh, and it was a dangerous surgery. So they had imaged her before because they needed to go in to her spinal column. So I know exactly what you're talking about. And I didn't know quite how to describe it or even how to teach it. So this is really, really interesting for me to hear all this, and I'm sure all the listeners are um, at the edge of their seats <laughs> wondering wondering what this is all about because, you know, I've heard so many, so many healers with different techniques and always in my mind when I listen to them, it's they're just describing a piece of the same thing. They're each doing a piece of it. And this is the That's whole right. thing. Yes, this is the whole thing. And I, I know about this suspending your belief because when I first started studying quantum physics and they started talking about probability and other worlds and, you know, infinite universes and how the electron didn't have a path, it popped in and out of existence and all of that, that's like very, it's very, sounds woo-woo, but this is science. This is what we're learning in the science classroom and what I actually taught for many years so um, it, it's very easy for me to suspend belief as opposed to a person, you know, that just does a regular, you know, whatever office work or, you know, drives a cab or whatever because they've never been c connected with that. But um, 
you know, being able to suspend belief is really hard for most people. So what what do you have for to say for that? Well, we've all been connected with it, to, to use your words. It's just that we've been taught otherwise. We've been taught according to the limitations of going to say the illusion of what we see. In a sense, it's an illusion. In a sense, what our vision gives us are limited aspects of the picture. That's all we have time for this week. Thank you for joining us on Diamond Healing Radio. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Be sure and tune in next week when this interview with Dr. Pearl continues. To learn more about him, go to diamondhealingradio.com forward slash pearl like the gem. So thank you, Dr. Pearl, for coming on the show, and uh, it's been a total pleasure. Well, thank you, Anastasia. It's been my pleasure as well. Thank you for joining us on Diamond Healing Radio, hosted on the Amazing Women of Power Network, the only positive programming channel. To get your free gift and learn more about the fusion of science and energy healing, go to diamondhealingradio.com. Tune in next week to learn more about the fusion of science and energy healing. Until next week, remember to slow down, take a deep breath, relax before you go about your day.